Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the cold weather. Today we're starting on the bottom of Moed Katan, Yudal, and Amar Aleph. We're starting six lines from the bottom at Omar Shmuel. And today, uh, what Moed Katan is uh, very well known for is a lot of halachos that speak about Avelos. And we'll be jumping into some of those halachos today um, uh, in great degree, and we're not going to finish, but we'll learn a lot of the key sugyas that that like when I was in Smicha, the sugyas that are learned when people learn Hilchos Avelos. Um, and uh, not all of them are halacha lemaisas. We will see there are some customs of old that people used to keep that we don't keep. Uh, but let's uh, let's jump right in and learn some halachos here. So the Gemara says on Yodal Ramanal, six lines from the bottom, Amar Shmuel, Katan Hanolad B'moid, if there's a baby that's born, not on Yantif, but literally during Chol HaMoid, and he has an excess growth of hair, which apparently was somewhat prevalent, as Rashi speaks about here, Motor L'Galeach B'moid, no problem at all. You're allowed to give this baby whatever haircut he needs. She'ein L'chabes Ha'asur Gadol Mizeh. Wow, okay, that's a, that's a, that's interesting. There is no greater prison than being trapped in utero. That's what the Gemara says. And the Gemara makes a diuk over here. It's only true when the baby was born during Chol HaMoed. However, if the baby was born before Chol HaMoed started, on Yom Tov or prior, then he's not allowed to get this haircut. Asks the Gemara, any place, any, in any scenario where we say that one is allowed to get a haircut during the Moed, during Chol HaMoed, then we make an assumption that and had it also been that that same individual was sitting Avelis, was sitting Shiva, then they too would be mutter, and the reverse as well. Any case scenario in which one would be Usser to get a hair, haircut during the Moed, then the halachos would, would, would go over a bridge. The comparison between the world of Chol HaMoed and Avelus has been established. And Usser legalech bimei evlo. That's what the Gemara says, but here's the problem. If we say by a katan that it depends, that sometimes it's mutter for him to get a haircut during Chol HaMoed, i.e. when he's born on Chol HaMoed. And sometimes for a katan, he's not allowed to get a haircut during Chol HaMoed, such as when his when he is born on Yom Tov or before Cholamoid, the Nimseis, the implication would be that Avelos no Hegis Bekatan. If the rule of thumb is that that which is true during Chol HaMoid is also true during Avelos, then if a baby is at times not allowed to get a haircut during Avelos, if a baby is at times not allowed to get a haircut during Chol HaMoid, he's also not allowed to get a haircut during Avelos when the child is an Avel. Says the Gemara that children have Avelos. Children don't have Avelos. Tanya, the Brayser writes, Mikaran the Katan, yes, Taka, we do perform Kriya on a Katan who lost an immediate family member. However, it's not for the obligations of the child. It's Mipne Agmas Nefesh. It's in order to evoke an emotional response from the room. Take a look at Rashi on line four. Dibraham Aslam, Mipne Agmas Nefesh. Sheyivku Haroin, that people will see this Nebuch scenario of a child having Kriya torn on them. The Yirvu Bichvod Hames, and they're going to have a greater covet for the by having more crying. There is no Avelos by Akatan. So you wanted to say that anything that's true during Chol HaMoed as it relates to haircuts is also true during Chol HaMoed, during Avelos, but then that implies that a child has Avelos, which is not true. Amaravashi, no. Miktani Asurin, does it say that the bridge is perfect and that it's completely Asur? No. Dilma Yeshmehan Asur, Yeshmehan Mutter. Some scenarios, I'm with the bridge is not a perfect bridge. Not everything goes from the world of Chol HaMoed to the world of Avelus, and therefore it's possible that we still have our overarching comparison, but that no, a child would not in fact have Avelus. That's how we pass in Allah that Kitanim don't have 
uh, Avelis. That's certainly true when they're under the age of Chinuch. And above the age of Chinuch, that's a different discussion in Poskim as to whether or not we have something that we do out Chinuch, not just for the Kriya, which is Mipnei Agmas Nefesh, but other other features as well. But this is all version one of Shmuel. This was Shmuel, as we started with on the bottom of Yudalad and Aleph. But there is a second version of Shmuel, which is quite divergent from the first. Five lines down in Yudalad and Base. Amemar, the Tamer of Shisha Breda of Idi, Masni Hachi. They taught this so yes follows. Omar Shmuel, Katan Mutter Legal Chobimoid, were allowed to give a haircut to a newborn child during Cholhamoid, Loshna Nolad Bimoid, Veloshna Nolad Meikara. Whereas the first version of Shmuel only allowed him to get a haircut if he was born during Cholhamoid, this version of Shmuel doesn't care. There's no distinction. A child can get a haircut during Cholhamoid, period. End of conversation, no problem at all. A newborn gets a haircut? That's what Rashi says, right? Yeah. Rashi says on the pre- bottom of the previous page, it wasn't uncommon, or I guess, I don't know, still common. I can tell you as a mole, there's some babies who just have like a full head of hair. Do they need a haircut? I don't think so, but uh, okay, that's maybe what they did. That's so Rashi indicates on the bottom of the previous page, explaining our Gemara that that wasn't uncommon. And says the Gemara, this new version of Shmuel shows no distinction between a child getting a haircut on Cholamoid, if he was born during Cholamoid, or even if he was born before. And Amar Pinchas, we've already learned this idea. Afana Nami Tanina. Where did we learn this? Well, the Brysa writes, Because we had already learned the principle that there is a link between Cholamoid and Avelos. And had it been that we said that a child had any Isser of haircuts during Cholamoid, then Yamas Katanasser, had there been a scenario in which we would have said that a cut is not allowed to get a haircut during Chol HaMoid, then it would have implied and that can't be. The, the Tanya and the Brisa writes that that's not true. That yes, we do perform Kriya on a child who lost a, a loved one. However, that's not for the sake of his own Chiyu. That's for the sake of Agmas Nefesh. And as Rashi highlighted earlier on the page, on the fourth line, it's to be marbed bekvod hames by having people cry more intensively. So Amar Avashi, Miktani Ha'asurin, it says, how can you might not have necessarily have learned it that way? Maybe the bridge between Chol HaMoid and Avelus is not so perfect. Some things could be allowed. So that's the end of the conversation uh, that we started with today. And uh, the Gemara doesn't present a response, but it does appear that there are two approaches in the Gemara. One is to say that a child who's born on Chol HaMoid is allowed to get a haircut. And one says, one version of Shmuel says that he can get a haircut no matter what. The Gemara is inconclusive and moves on to the next topic. One third of the way down to Anyudal Ramad Beis. And now we're going to learn a very, very uh, important Gemara and one that's well known as well, which is that when one is sitting Shiva, it is interrupted by Chag that we know in the sitting Shiva is bad enough. But if I have to sit Shiva and it gets interrupted, that's even more difficult. And then the Arab Yantip is difficult because people are running around like chickens without heads. So says the Gemara, Avel, Eino Noheg Aveluso Beregel. If you have an Avel, he's not allowed to be uh, to fulfill the customs of Avelus when there is a regel. How do we know that this is the case? Because the Pasuk and Chumash writes, And then the Gemara declares two different uh, parts of a Chakira. If a person's Avelus began before the holiday started, then Then what we're going to do is we're going to look at the halachic statuses of each person. You have the Tzibor, who has a mitzvah sase of Yom Tov, Simchas Yom Tov, and you have the Yachid, who has a mitzvah sase of Avelus. And because one is a much larger group than the other, therefore, the 
is stronger than the assay of the Yachid where he has to keep Avelus. Just to add as a highlight, it's very rare that a person keeps Avelus midoraisa. The only time, according to some Rishonim, that Avelus is only dora, is actually Doraisa is when the Misa and the Kvura are in the same day. So in America, that Kimat Velo, that almost never happens here. It can happen. It's rare. Usually uh, in America, it's a day, two days. In Eretz Yisrael, it can happen. And that's a big Nafkamina. The Nafkamina would be, is if you're talking about a burial and a misa and burial same day, that makes that day a din do raisa, mitzvah saseh shel Torah to have avelus. Masha'en kain, in most cases, where this shaila would never get off the ground. Of course, for avelus by us, which is by and large the Rabbanon, of course it wouldn't trump. Of course it wouldn't trump a chag, but even, even here, which is a bit of a chiddish, even though it may be do raisa under certain circumstances, we still would not say that, uh, that it's doche yom tov because the asse de rabim is doche the asse de yachin. And that's under the assumption that the, that the mace died before the holiday. If the person died in the midst of yom tov, on yom tov or on cholamoid, lo asi asse de yachid, vidachi asse de rabim. The mitzvah asse of isamachta bechagecha is already in place. And we're not able to remove it with this asse of that one person who in the same day buried the person. We can be medayik from here that it's not the first day of Yom Tov, because otherwise, how could you bury the person and have burial to make it to Arisa? Fine. End of that sugya, uh, to some degree. Now the Gemara is going to ask, wait a minute, a menuda, a person who is put into excommunication, what about him? How does he compare? How does he hold up to an avel? We know that an avel, his avelus is interrupted by the Yom Tov, no matter when the mace dies. What about a menuda, a person who's in an excommunication? Would we assume that he has to um, maintain his excommunication status, which includes a, uh, the forbidden, uh, he's not allowed to wear an ilas sandal, he's not allowed to do laundry, and as well, we are not allowed to say shalom aleichem, even to someone who has been nidui, someone who's been put into excommunication. What's the din? Amar of Yosef, let's try and figure it out from the following. Halfway down, Yudala, the base. Fascinating Gemara. Toshma. We have a brisa. Done in dine nefashos, v'dine makos, v'dine mamanis. On the holiday, one, the, the Bezin is going to adjudicate cases that are life and death, cases about malkos, and cases about money. And as well, v'ilot tzayis dina. If there's a person who doesn't listen to the to the basin, then even on the holiday, they're going to put this person into excommunication, even on Chag. So says the Gemara, beautiful Svar. If you want to say that he's not going to have Nidui on the Regal, namely that the Regal will interrupt his being uh, in excommunication, then how can it be the case? But if he if he had if he was put into shamta put into nidui he was put into excommunication before the chag then the regal interrupts but then the chachamim in Sanhedrin will put him into nidui on yom tov that's a stiramine obey that doesn't make any sense so therefore it must be says the gemara answering its question with a question it therefore must be that a person who is a menuda their uh, their regal their menuda does not get interrupted by a regal. That's not true. The Dilma, perhaps, all that's happening on the holiday is is that the Chachamim are sitting down to learn up the sugya about what you did and whether or not you're deserving it. But they're not necessarily poskening that on you. Because if you don't say that, if you don't say that they're just analyzing what the halacha should be, then we run into another problem. Then, 
Would we perform capital punishment? Would we kill someone deservingly so who was deserving of uh, Misas Bezdin? Would we kill them on the holiday? You're not allowed. Why are you not allowed? Not because it's usr per se, but because, says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, <laughs> the executioners, the, the Sanhedrin, that's a lack of simchas yantiv if they have to kill someone, not even because of the killing. How do we know that if a Sanhedrin performs an execution in the morning, they cannot eat the rest of the day? Talmud lomar lo sochlo al hadam. So therefore, says the Gemara, if the Sanhedrin were to were to meet out an execution of capital punishment, Dalad Misos Bezdin, so then they're not allowed to eat the rest of that day, and it's Chol HaMoed, and that's a bitl of Simchas Chol HaMoed. Uh, that's an that's unbelievable that we're saying that the reason you can't kill someone on Yom Tov who is deserving of being killed is because of Simchas Yom Tov. That's an unbelievable idea. Says the Gemara, it must therefore be Ella, just like over, over there, it must be Le'iyune Bedine. It must be that in the case of the Horeges HaNefesh, in the case of Dine Nefashos, is Le'iyune Bedine. So too, by the case of Shantina and by the case of Amenude, it's also Hachanami Le'iyune Bedine. So we don't really have a good answer. Omar Le'im Kein Nimtes if what you're saying is true, that they're just going to sit and learn the sugya, but they're not going to tell, tell the person what the psak is, that he belongs in Nidui, then you're me'ane as dino, you're holding off on the din, and you're not allowed to do that. So says the Gemara, rather it must be like this. To asumit safra, everybody woke up early in the morning. They learned the sugya. And after they learned the sugya about what this person needed to do, they may need to die. They left the Sanhedrin. They went and they had all the Simcha Sachag. They ate all day of Cholamoy. They showed up right before Shkia Sachama. In the case of Dine Nefashos, they did meet out the punishment because you're not allowed to delay the Psaq. Im Kvar, that you're sitting down to, to Pask in the Din, then you have to meet out the execution on the same day. Great, eat first, because the only limitation of is after you've meted out the execution, then you have a problem. Otherwise, you're good to go. Michael? Loophole. I mean, I don't know if it's a loophole. It's just that the rule is that from after you meet out the punishment of Dine Nefashos, you're not allowed to eat. It's no din to do it in the morning, so they did it in the afternoon before shkia, and that way they had ten minutes of no eating, and then they did. They were not mavatel simchas. I'll say more than that. That's the only way to understand the brisa, because the gemara is saying they did dina nefashas and cholamoy. How do you do dina nefashas and cholamoy if you're not allowed to kill someone because it it involves a, a mania and simchas? The answer must be that they did it in the afternoon and ate first. Otherwise, so I wouldn't. I don't know. It's like it's not really a loophole. It's kind of the. The, an app, it, we're, we're utilizing the halacha as it's meant to be used, and you have no choice on cholamoid. It has to be done that way. Right, right. You're 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 not delaying the din, and you're also not violating losochlu aladan. You manage to 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 kill two birds with one. Oh, it's a bad muscle, a bad a bad turn of phrase. Sorry. Anyways, says the Gemara as follows: We are right now. Um, about 15 lines from the bottom of the page. And as of now, we don't really have an answer to our question. The question we've been trying to answer is what about a menude? Is that interrupted by his regal? And the Gemara seemed to not have a very good answer. Let's try another answer. 
We have a brisa. The brisa says that there's menuda that the chachamim allowed him to be released from the pressures and from the responsibilities and limitations of being in, in, in nidui. Says the Gemara, maybe we should see from here that one is therefore um, uh, allowed to have their nidui stop at regel, that regel will interrupt the nidui. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, pay attention to the words. Miktani shehitiru chachamim. It doesn't say that the chachamim freed him up. Shehitiru lo chachamim. This guy made it so that the chachamim would be matir him. How so? Tani. That's what the Brisa writes. What did he do? To Azel, the guy who's in nidui, he went. He went over to the person who he owed money to. And uh, and after he paid up his dues, he showed a receipt from the from the Baldin, from the Toveya. And he said, I paid my dues. They said, fine, now you're not in uh, Nidui anymore. That's why in that case, the regal didn't, didn't interrupt him. It's just that he was out of Nidui. That's not the same thing. So no Raya. So the Gemara doesn't answer the question. Next, six, seven lines from the bottom. Mitzorah. What about a person who's a mitzorah? Mahu sheyin hog tzaraso b'regel. This person has a lot of limitations. They're uh, they're not allowed to be in the machana. They're not allowed to get haircuts. What about the regel for a mitzorah? Do we pause? Do we put pause on the limitations of being a mitzorah as it relates to a regel? So Amar Toshma. Let's see. Ve'anazir v'hamitzorah mitumaso l'taharaso. That when one ends the tuma, so then they go from one to the other. Uh, that's when he's allowed to get a haircut. That's what we said yesterday. Says the Gemara, tuma so nohi. It therefore implies that only when he goes from tuma to tara is he allowed to be free of his limitations. However, if he's still in his yumei tuma, then seemingly the regal will not interrupt him. Says the Gabar, that's not necessarily true. Maybe what's happening is a lomi boya kamar. We're saying not, not only this, but even that. What would this, not only this, but even that mean? Lomi boya bime tumasa delo nahig. I totally understand that you're not going to be able to break the rules of the regel because of your tuma, avala taharaso, even when you become pure. Maybe I would argue nigzor shema yisha korbanosav. I still wouldn't allow you because maybe you're going to mix up your korbanos and accidentally do it on Yom Tov instead of Chol Hamoid. Ayin Rashi uh, with some with five six lines. Not now because we don't have a lot of time. We have a lot of Gemara to learn. The Rashi there speaks about this concern kamash malan that that's not the case. So therefore, we have two possible ways of understanding this Gemara, and therefore we don't yet know whether or not a mitzora is interrupted by a regel. So the Gemara provides a second response, four lines from the bottom, whether or not a mitzora's limitations are um, uprooted by a regel. Yeah, but uh, to be called a mitzora, he has to be called before Yom Tov, right? Yeah, but we're talking about getting out of your mitzora status. We're, we're questioning whether or not, just like by Avelus, a regel interrupts Avelus. Right. Does a regel also stop the limitations of a person who's a mitzora? That's what we're asking, not about becoming a Mitzora. You're right about that for sure. Right. The Kohen has to pass in on that. And there we did allow for flexibility. We saw that many blot ago. Right. So we're talking on the other end of the process of getting out of your Tuma status of Mitzora or your midstream as a Mitzora. It's day four of your Mitzora Muchlat. You're definitely a Mitzora and it's now it's Sukkis. Now what? So that's what the Gemara is trying to answer. And Rubber provides a second answer to this question on our Rubber. Toshma vehatsarua, there's an extra word in this pasuk, an extra letter, I should say, which is the letter hey. I'm just going to speak quickly without Rishonim here because, again, we don't have time. Vehatsarua is Larabos Kohen Gadol, is that if you have a Kohen Gadol who becomes a Mitsoro, he does have some limitations. Veha Kohen Gadol, the Kol Hashana, Kiregel, Lakule Almadami. This Kohen Gadol is similar to a Kohen of year round. 
Ditznan, what does the Mishnah write? Kohen Gadol Makriv Onain. When the Kohen Gadol is an Onain, he can still bring a Korban. However, Ve'eno Ochel, he's not allowed to eat. Shmamina, no Iktsar Aso, we see that he still has limitations as a Bar Tsaras, even in the Regal, Shmamina, that it doesn't uh, interrupt. Very interesting that he can be Makriv as an Onain. We know that Aninus has a period in Halacha between the time that a, a Karov dies and the time that that Karov is buried, provided that Meso Muta Lefanov. If you have a burden, a responsibility to bury that person, then things are different. There's a huge nafkamina here. Let's say that Rahman al-Islan, a person dies, and you have uh, two children of the mace. So one of the children goes with the mace to bury them, and the other one stays back in America. They have a different shiva. The one who's traveling with the mace, it's still mesa muta lefanov. His shiva doesn't start until burial, but the one in America, he already parted ways with the mace and with the brother who's going to bury that person. His shiva starts right now. So that's sometimes you'll see a staggered, if you ever look carefully in the in the emails, person X is staying in America, their shiva starts Tuesday. And person X is going to Eretz Yisrael, their shiva starts Wednesday or Thursday, whenever the Misa is, whenever the actual, not Misa, whenever the Kavura is. Anyways, that's what the Gemara says over here. <clears throat> Uh, that we in fact see that saras still applies even viregel. The next halacha is avel aser pitispores. The halacha is that an avel is not allowed to get a haircut. So let's learn some of the halachos here. Because the pasuk in Chumash says after the death of Nadav and Avihu, last line of Yodalim and Beis, what does the pasuk say? Roshechem altifro, don't grow out your hair. Meaning they were told to cut their hair. That implies that everybody else, if you need a Pasuk and Chumash to tell them what to tell them what they should do, it, it has a backhanded inference that everybody else is not allowed to get a haircut. And that's taka the truth. That's taka the case. We have a minog that uh, if there's a person who's in Avedos, they don't shave for 30 days. And if they uh, if it's for a parent, so then they grow their beard until people start to call them out on uh, they're like, you guys, time to shave, you know. So for my brother, my beard was disgusting. I was, everyone was making fun of me on day 12. Forget about day 30. So day 30 hit, I didn't wait another minute. And we did a lot of before and after pictures. And that was, uh, I'll show you another time. That's what the Gemara says. And therefore, an Avel, based on this inference in the, from the Pasuk and Chumash, therefore, an Avel is not allowed to shave. Um, and this is how we're going to see this pattern. We have these three groups of people who have overlapping halachos. We have an ovel, we have a menuda, and we have a mitzorah. And for all the halachos we're going to learn, just as we did on Yudalim and Beis, we're always going to be comparing and contrasting the law, the law that we learn in Avelos with the world of a menuda and a menuda and a mitzora. So we just learned that it's usher to cut your hair. Asks the Gemara on Tezvav and Aleph on the top line, what about menuda and mitzorain? Mahin betisporas. Says the Gemara, we have a brisa. Toshma, menuda and mitzorain, asur and saper ulechabes. That's pretty simple. Says the Gemara, as an aside, menuda shemes, if there's a person who dies while they're still in nidui, while they're still in excommunication, bezdin soklin es arono. The bezdin stones their their, um, their casket. To be clear, this isn't throwing stones, but they put a lot of stones on the casket. Rabbi Yudomir, no, they don't put a lot of stones. He says, Lo kigalu shal like the famous story in Yoshua who took from the spoils, not like him where they piled on a huge thing of rocks. They only put one on, on top of his aron, 
Bezdin Soklenes Arono. Fine. So that's a side din. But basically, if a person dies Benidui, so then they're, they're, they put stones on their on their casket. Not to be confused with the minhag is a bit of a unique word of putting stones on top of a tombstone oh, when you go to visit someone. That doesn't mean that they were excommunicated. Really? A bunch of times because it really bothers me. You can't really find a swarm that is one of the swarms given. Perhaps, perhaps if a person was high of needle, so they're in bad shape, you're bringing them up. So this is a kapara? Some people say so he thinks that the, again it's explaining a minhag that exists. That a custom that exists with that's not rooted in the Marmot. Nobody can quite tell you where it wow. comes from. That is one of the stars given. He's wow. given us a bunch of times. Brilliant. Because Brilliant. it's who unusual, knew? Brilliant. Very unusual. I do it myself. I just I, I just well, do it because there's other stones there. I'm just a follower. But maybe you can tell me why. No, you just told me why. But uh, but the Gemara doesn't. It's lonely. It's lonely there. It's in the Chamath who have sold it. Someone's visiting him. But the Gemara doesn't say it's a kapara. The Gemara right. just says it's what you do. That's yeah. it. Uh, yeah. That requires Rishonim because the Gemara, the pastus of the Gemara is that it's close, it's closer to Onish than it is to Kapara. At least that's how it appears. David, I want wow. to tell you that in Augusta, Georgia, yes, they put golf balls on. <laughs> no, I'm serious, they do. I believe that is awesome. I believe and because the weather is so nice, they don't even fall off. You know, golf balls. They're in the middle of golfing when they go. All right, eight lines down. Thank you for sharing that. I've never heard that. That was a big chiddush. I've never heard that before. That's beautiful. It's been something that I think you know has been bothering. Yeah, great. All right, you got 25 minutes and 100 lines of Gemara to learn. No, you can talk. That was great. Says the Gemara, This is a custom that did not carry over, but it used to be the case that a person who was an Avelos would wrap their head. Where did this come from? His spouse had passed away. You should not wrap yourself up to your lips. That everybody else is chayv in this. And as the pattern continues, what about a menude? Menude that maybe we can say the same thing would apply by a menuda. This Mishnah that we just quoted, this Bryce is from Asechus Tainus, and that is that we are effectively like a menuda when we have no rain. So therefore, we're quoting this Gemara from Tainus about when there's no rain, that we're going to sit there until there's Rachamim. So therefore, maybe there's Atifa Sarosh, because it said, Behein mis atven. Le abai, ha, I don't know if that's a good comparison. Dilma shani, maybe over there in Masech is Tainus, when the Gzair of no rain comes from Shamayim. So maybe over there, it's Chamir. It's more strict than what we have down here when Bezdin puts you into Cherem. No, okay, so Bezdin puts you in the Cherem. That doesn't mean that a Kodesh Baruch Hu thinks you're a Russia. It just means that uh, you got work to do. Fine. Okay, so we don't really have a clear answer there. We're going to come back to this. Mitzora, mahu be'atifas harosh. Does a mitzora, a leopard, does this person have to cover their head? Toshma ba'asafam yatem ichlal shechai be'atifas harosh. Ma'amino, the answer seems to be very clear that yes, that we make an implication from the Pasuk that they are chayv and atifas harosh as well. Avel aser lahaniach tefillin. A person who's in avelus, they, uh, do, uh, it's forbidden for them to wear tefillin. We don't paskin this way. We paskin that an onain doesn't wear tefillin prior to burial, but an avel taka does wear tefillin. We've all been, unfortunately, to, to shiva houses, and 
everybody puts on tefillin. Uh, it's really just the aninus, which is a problem. So let's learn the marimakomos of this. Uh, we're not going to get into this sugya now, but it's an interesting sugya to learn. How do we know that an, an avel, at least in this frame, should not wear tefillin? When Yechezkel's wife died, he put on tefillin. He was told by Hashem to put on tefillin. That implies that others are not supposed to. What about a menuda ma'ubit tefillin? Take We don't know the answer to that. The Torah ma'ubit tefillin. Let's see. Tashma behatzeru l'rabas kohen gadol begadav yuprumim shiumikurayim. That when the pasuk says that it's begadav yuprumim. So that teaches us your clothes should be shorn. She and the Quran that we should tear Korea. Varoshia Parua, your hair should be grown out. In Priya Elagidul Sayar, Divi Rabbi Eliezer, but Rabbi Akiva differs on this. Rabbi Akiva, Omer Nemra Havaya Birosh. The Pasik says, Virosha Ye Parua Havaya here is a reference to the word Yihye. Benemra Havaya Bibeget. It also says Yihye by the word Beget. Mahavaya Hamura Bibeget Dabar Shachutz Mibufo. Just like when we talk about Kriya, it's not something that's on the body, but something that's external to the body. So even when we refer to the head and it says, yeah, it doesn't mean the hair. It's my lava tefillin. Doesn't this seem to imply that we're talking about tefillin? Says the Gemara. No, it doesn't imply that at all. Maybe it's his hat. Lo, it's akumta visudra. Maybe it's his hat. Maybe it's his head wrap. So no way to compare. We don't know. This is You are not allowed to say the sentence of shalom aleichem, the phrase you cannot say shalom aleichem to someone who's in Avelos. By parents, it's for the whole 11 months, 12 months that we have that restriction. For an Avel, for his parents, that he is uh, has that restriction. How do we know that this is true? You should remain silent. And this silence is interpreted as not getting a Shalom Aleichem. Same pattern. What about a menudea? It's like someone who's been rebuked by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, so that's what the Gemara says, that there is some type of, uh, of, uh, of Shalom. Maybe things are different by a menudea because uh, that, uh, that came from upstairs, says the Gemara. Therefore, we don't have a good answer about the menudea. What about a Mitzora? Mitzora. Your lips should be sucked to one another. So we see that one is therefore not allowed, just like Menuda and Avel. The word Menuda here is difficult, but uh, therefore there's no Sheila Shalom. Uh, why don't we use this Brisa to explain the lack of clarity that we had by Menuda? Because we didn't know before what whether or not the menuda was allowed to have sheila shalom. You can't. Even in the brisa over here, where we are able to extract information about a mitzvah, we learned from the psukim there, but it doesn't say that sheila shalom is aser. It just says she Maybe it's talking about other things. And when it says aser nami sheila shalom, that's only talking about a mitzvah, and it's not talking about a, a, a menuda, and therefore we don't know the answer. And as well, another halacha, two-thirds of the way down, you're not allowed to learn Torah when you are in Avelus. From the word dom, which means silence, we learn that one should not be uh, one should not be learning when they are in Avelus. Same pattern. What about a menuda? Says the Gemara, Amarav Yosef, Toshmat. The Brisa writes, Menuda Shona, Vishon and Lo. He can learn, uh, he can teach it. He, shona, he can learn, Vishon and Lo, and he can be taught to. Niskar, Viniskar, and Lo, he can also hire and be hired. But Muhram, Muhram is a worse, it's a, a higher level of excommunication, even worse. If someone's Muhram, Lo Shona, Velo Shon and Lo, he cannot learn either way. Lo Niskar, Velo Niskar, and Lo, Aval Shonu, 
well, he's allowed to learn by himself, and at the same time that this muhram has a higher level of excommunication, but still, he can set up like one of those little, uh, you know, those places that... Uh, not a bookstore, but like the things on the corner by where Vogue cleaners used to be. You know, that guy who sits there and sells stuff. You can open one of those. It has, like has to be tamales. As the Gemara says, is that you can make a little store for the guy, but it's uh, just so he can make a little bit of cash. He's allowed to sell uh, water in the marketplace of Arvus, Shmamina. We therefore can see from here that he's allowed to have a little Parnasa. However, Mitzorah, we haven't answered the question of Mitzorah yet. What about a Mitzorah as it relates to Talmud Torah? Mitzorah, Ma'obedibre Torah, Toshma, the Pasuk reads, Vodatim levonecha blivne avonecha yom ha-shermantit ne'ashamelukecha v'choret, famed Pasuk, Ma'alahalim be'ima v'yiro v'resas v'ziyah, just like over there by Harsinai, the Torah was learned in fear, uh, and in awe, and in trembling, and in sweat. The same is true. There's missing words here. The Gemara says, the Hagos Vitzionim on the side, Oskatan Dalit adds in, Af, Afkan, by Amitzora, Be'em of Be'ir of Reses Suvazia, that he is allowed to learn. Mikan Amru, Hazavin, if there's a person who's Hazav, Be'hamitzoroin, if there's a Mitzora, Bo'ale Nidos, people who would violate the very Chamor Halacha of being intimate with the woman who is a Nida, Mutarin Likros, Betoro, Venevim, Uvixuvim, they're allowed to learn Torah, Velishnos, Bemedrish, Betalma, Behalacho, Suvah, Godos, no limitations. However, Bam Shalav Halacha, Ubale Kerion Asurin. But a person who's a Balkari, they're not allowed to learn. So is this Takanas Ezra or is this not Takanas Ezra? So take a look at Rashi, the last Rashi on the page. Says nothing about Ezra. What does Rashi say? Wow. Because a person had to behave in a fashion that was, uh, was more Simcha or Kalus Rosh. Uh, in fact, some of the Meforshim on this Gemara say, even if a person is a Baal Keri from Tashmish Amita, which is not only mutter, but a mitzvah at times, Afal Pikein, he still is not allowed to learn until he goes to the mikvah. Yeah. How does this play out? Allah I don't know. But uh, it doesn't seem to be dependent on, um, it doesn't seem to be dependent on uh, Takanas Ezra. Just from the Diuk from Rashi. I'm saying that on my own. I don't know. Doesn't, if anybody has any other feelings, please share. Next, eight lines from the bottom. Avel Aser B'tich says you're not allowed to do laundry during Avel. Tichsiv, Ba'ishlach Yoab Tekoa. There's a whole famous story in Tanakh. Ba'ikach Misham Isha Chachama. He went over to a very wise woman. I'd like you to dress up like you're a mourner. And I need you to wear clothes of an Avel. What does it mean, clothes of an oven? We'll see soon. You should not put on any perfumes or oils. You should act and pretend and pose to be like a woman who is has been in Avelis for many days. What about a person who's a menuda or a mitzor? Are they allowed to do laundry? They're not allowed to get haircuts. They're not allowed to do laundry. Next, Avel Chayv B'Kriya. Three lines from the bottom, Tez Vav Maral. An Avel is obligated to tear Kriya upon a mace. With Rachman al-Atzlan, a parent, they tear on the left side. And with everybody else, they tear on the right. Uh, some of the posts can write that if you're a doctor and you work in an environment where you are present for Yitzhiyas Neshama, that even though you may see many Yitzhiyas Neshamas over the course of the day, whatever profession you're in, you should tear a little bit on the bottom of your shirt, just tiny little cuts. It doesn't have to be a full tefach cut. Normally we tear a tefach, but it doesn't have to be full, but just a little cut in the bottom that there should be a 
little a little recognition. But anyways, this is the basic din. It's not a subtle subtlety. This is the basic din that Avil Chai Bekriya. How do we know the you're not allowed to, to defame your clothes. That implies that everybody else is cutting their clothes. Menuda mahu bakriya, what's the din by a menuda? When a person gets put into nidu, does he have to tear kriya? Teku, we don't know. Says the Gemara Mitzora Mao Bakriya, what about Mitzora? Toshma Bigadav Yu Furumim, Shiyumikurai, Shmamina, should definitely be torn. Ovel Chai Bikfiya Samita, an Ovel has to turn over his bed. So says the Gemara, what is this at talking about? The Tani Bar Kapara, as we turn to the top of Tezvav and Medbez, Demosti Yukni Nasrati Behem. Rashi, Betzelem Elohim Asa Esa Adam. Pasuk in Breshis, Hashem says, I made everyone like me. And in their sins, I ended up flipping them over from being alive to being dead. And therefore, Kafumi Tosein Aleha. We have to turn over the beds. This is not something that we do nowadays either. First of all, most of our mattresses are reversible. So I don't even know that it's much of a raya. If you have a very good mattress, it's not. But the basic ones you buy at the store, you, you can flip them over. I think mine, actually, I don't know. I never looked at the bottom of my mattress. I don't have a pillow top. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very uncomfortable. I don't know. Pillow tops? We'll vote about this later. So the Gemara says that one should turn over their bed. What about a menuda and a mitzora? Do they turn over their beds? Mahin samita take We don't know the answer to that. should not really be doing work. how do we know? That uh, the, this is what death does. It, for the avil, it, it it flips their chag into evil. Machag aser b'malacha af evil aser b'malacha. Seems to be a strong comparison. Menuda mahu be'asias malacha. What will we say about a menuda? Someone in excommunication does he have an esr malacha? So Amar of Yosef Toshma. The Brisa writes Kishamrim in regards to Tainus. When we said that it was aser by a Tainus, that it's aser be'asias malacha. Lo Amar lo biyom aval b'layla muter. It's only a problem during the day, but not at night. B'chein atamotzi b'menuda uva avil. And we have the same din that applies by menuda and avil, implying that maybe there is. Some type of Isra Malacha by Menuda and Matsura says the Gemara, my lava kulu, isn't the comparison between Menuda and Avil full as it relates to the world of Tainus? Says the Gemara, lo, Ashara, I was only talking about certain things, but you can't bring a Raya Brura that really, <clears throat> that there's Nisra Malacha by Menuda and by Matsura, or by Menuda at least. Toshma, let's try again. Menuda shonen. We see that you're allowed to be hired for work. That a manuda is allowed to work. That is a very clear answer. What about a mitzora? 12 lines down. We don't know the answer to that question as to whether or not there was any Esra Malacha by a mitzora. <clears throat> would have thought we would have had more information on that. We have mitzoraim in the Torah. Miriam, we have, we have cases. It's just, there's nothing in Chumash, obviously. There's nothing at all. We have no information on whether or not there is an Esra Malacha by someone who is a mitzora. And nowadays, there's no tzoras anyways, because you need a coin to paskin on you, even if it looks like tzoras, even if you fulfilled all the requirements, this color hair, that color wound, whatever, doesn't matter nowadays, but we do need to find out, because people will have leprosy, unfortunately, unless we all stop speaking Lashnar. Next, Avil Aser Berchitza, and Avil is not allowed to wash themselves. The Pasuk says, this was the Pasuk about the woman in Tekoa, that he said to her that she should not put oils on her, and Rechitza Bichlal Sicha, and washing oneself is close to, but not the same as, but still close enough as it relates to Sicha. Menuda Mahu Berchitza, what about a person who's been Nidu, is he allowed to shower? Amir Yosef, 
when we said by a tainus that one is not allowed to be to be rochets their body, lo amru ela kol gufo. We only have a limitation to wash their whole body. But maybe, uh, but one is allowed to wash their face, their hands, and their feet. That is mutter. That's Allah chalamaisa for an avel as well. And then the brisa says the same is true by menudo and avel. My lava kuhu. Don't we make the comparison and full from tainus to the world of menudo uveevel? So says the gemara. No, lo ashara. It was only some things, but not all things. So you can't learn anything from this brisa. What about a mitzora mahu berachitza? Is a mitzora allowed to take a shower? Takeu. Don't know. Four lines before the wide lines. Two more sugas, and then we're going to stop for the night. We're going to stop about six, seven lines before the bottom of the page. Avel, Aser ben Ilas, a sandal, and Aser Avel is not allowed to wear leather shoes. Yechezka was told to put his shoes on, that others are not supposed to. The person in excommunication, is he allowed to wear leather shoes? Says the Gemara, Amar of Yosef, Toshma, the Bryce arrives. That when one is forbidden during the times of a Tainus, again, this is another Gemara, this is a Tosefta from a Sechatainus, from a Sechatainus. Tainus, that when one is not allowed to wear shoes, that's only true be'ir. Aval bederach, if you're walking and you're going to get injured, then of course you can wear shoes. Mutter, no problem. What's the din? How do you execute this? When you start to leave the city limits, you uh, you can take off your shoes. And when you come back in the city, you should, you should. I'm sorry, when you start to leave the city limits, you can put on your shoes. When you come back into the city, you can take off your shoes. And then the Brisa says again, this vague line, so maybe we can learn from here that there's an Isra of Ni'ilas Asan, my lava kul isn't the comparison from the world of Tainus to the world of Menud and Evel full? Says the Gemara, no, it's not. Lo, Asha'ar is only talking about other things, but Labdaf at this point of Ni'ila Sasanda. Says the Gemara, what about a Mitzorah? Mitzorah ben Mahu ben Ila Sasandal. Teku. Look how many tekus we have by a Mitzorah. We're missing so much information. Nobody wrote a book about the last Mitzorah, but it was, it was so long ago. It's a Nidui. That's a din in Shulchan Aruch. We talk about Nidui. We have people who we excommunicate now. That's Maybe it's not identical, but we do have a Shamta. We do put people into excommunication, people who uh, make their wives agunos. There's a whole slew of, of things that people do to become... Uh, you know, anyone who's Masari Bezdin, they, they can be put into, into Shamta, they can put into Nidwe. Next, halfway down. Avel Asr B'Tash B'Shamita. Avel is not allowed to have Tash B'Shamita throughout, Aveh, throughout uh, Shiva. Says the Gemara, Dechsiv, how do we know that this is true? Vayinachim David as Basheva Ishto. He did Nichum Avelim for Basheva, and only afterwards, Vayavo Eleha, were they intimate. Nichlal Dmeikara Asr, that during the, the primary time of Shiva, that it is Asr for Tash B'Shamita. Asks the Gemara, Manu Damao B'Tash B'Shamita. What about a person in excommunication? Can they be intimate? Amar of Yosef, Tashma, Kol Osan Shanam Shahayu Yishol B'Midbar, we know that the Jews, the whole time that they were in the Midbar, they were treated as excommunicated as it relates to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they were, uh, they were, they had children. That's what the Rishonim say. When it says, we don't know that they had Tashmish because we know they had Tashmish. We just know that a lot of children were being born. So therefore, <laughs> there's no immaculate conception. So we therefore know that they were having children. Just got a phone call today from a woman. Mazel tov. Uh, tell me about your family. She says, yeah, I'm Jewish. I'm, my, my mother's Jewish and my father's a convert. And I've chosen to be, uh, to be a single mom. So she, uh, she got a sperm donation. She went to a sperm bank and she picked out tall, dark, and handsome. And uh, she just had this, this person's baby. So that's, uh, that's not Tash Meshamita. That's uh, so these are these are big shilas and postgame, and there were some so that's why we have organizations like Machon Pua. Their job is to make sure that the right zera is paired with the right egg, 
because otherwise you have these funky shilohs that come up in halacha. It's not so simple. So you could do that first. Baby's a Jew. Yeah, baby's a Jew. We we rely on the leda. We don't we don't really look at anything else. Pretty much, uh, even if the genetic material was from a guy, um, even if the egg was from a guy, even if it was a full supplant, right? We we swapped out her genetic material too. Because this happened, this was the case of, from France. I told this story about the two men who called me and they had a surrogate and they made sure the surrogate was Jewish. Uh, or they made sure the surrogate was not Jewish, but the genetic material was Jewish. The baby's a Gordoras. And I was the bad guy who had to tell them that their baby's not Jewish. Needless to say, I did not do that circumcision, but they were pretty upset. Anyways, we know that they had uh, Tash Mishamita in the desert. Amar le Abaye. Abaye seems to flip on his head right here. Vidilma shiny Maybe we should say, no, in the midbar, it was more lenient. Says the Gemara, have you been paying attention, Abaye? Ten minutes ago, you just argued the other way. Kiel, the Amris Chamir. A few days ago, a few, a few minutes ago, you said that stuff from Shamayim, Xeris from Shamayim, or Chamir, they're not Kal. What are you talking about? It says the Gemara, he, he wasn't sure. Svuke Misafkal, he, he didn't know whether or not Xera from Shamayim was worse or better than something from Bezdin. So therefore, Zil Hacha Kemadchile, if you talk to me in one direction, I'll use the opposite argument. Zil Hacha Kemadchile, and if you give me the other direction, I'll push it the other. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm using it as a, as a point of questioning. I don't know the answer to the question. Fine, says the Gemara, Mitzorah ma'abu tashma shamita. What's the din by a Mitzorah tashma? The Braiser writes, Tanya v'yosha michutz l'ohalo. He sat outside of his tent, she'ed kimrun v'avel. So therefore, it's aser. We know that the word ohel means isha, reference to a wife. That after Har Sinai, Moshe told the Jews that they could again be intimate again. That he's not allowed to be involved in intimacy. So let's learn from here. Let's learn from this case about a menuda where we didn't have clarity. Same answer as before. It doesn't say it's categorically aser. It just says that there are similarities, but it's it's by other things. And when it says that was not talking about the case of Menudo, it was talking about the case of Mitzorah. We'll stop right here, eight lines from the bottom. Tomorrow night, we're going to learn which is really Friday's block. And then uh, Friday morning, we're going to learn which is Shabbos's block. And then we will pick up again Sunday night. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Sure.